another great episode of Screening Things, a super great, amazing, awesome podcast about movies, TV, music, food, which is never, and other pop culture <laughs> things we love. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to talk about food right now. Matt and I had some really strong Vietnamese coffee today. Woo! Woo still pumped up. Sam plans, plans her trip to the Philippines for later. For later. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. in a week. <laughs> And Danielle got a lovely haircut. She looks great, and but she burnt some vegetables. So this area it's smells. A, talk about a carrot top. Yeah, and now her hair is on fire. <laughs> our hair is on it's fire. always on fire. And guess what? We're doing this in front of a live audience of one tonight. Yeah. Woo! We Woo. gotta shout out our friend Mel Parker of the Block. Woo! We uh, love Mel. Mel's Mel's awesome. All right. Uh, before we dig in, let's go through some big stories of the week. Matt. What's the house? All right. Well, kicking things off in an unprecedented decision by Disney's Marvel Studios, Avengers Infinity War moves up one week to April 27th to May 4th. The news dropped on Twitter this afternoon, helped set up by Robert Downey Jr., who sent a tweet to the studio to release the movie earlier. And what Tony Stark wants, Tony Stark gets. There's a lot of speculation on why Disney decided to make the move. I personally have a few theories, but either way, my comic book movie make Christmas is coming earlier. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next, from Target Lady to Cheetah, Deadline is reporting SNL alum Kristen Wiig has been lassoed to play the main villain in the highly anticipated sequel to Wonder Woman. So here's a bit of background. In the comics, Cheetah, a.k.a. Dr. Barbara Minerva, she's a British archaeologist. She's given the powers of an ancient cheetah god during an expedition in the African jungle. Ancient cheetah god, Kristen Wiig. Okay, Warner Brothers. Anyway, the sequel is set in the 1980s during the Cold War. Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins will be returning for Wonder Woman 2 and will be released November 1st, 2019. 700 is Netflix's new favorite number. According to a report from Variety, Netflix head honcho David Wells said the streaming mogul will spend about $8 billion on original content this year. That totals to about 700 original shows. So basically every upcoming filmmaker in Hollywood is going to get a green light from Netflix. <laughs> the 700 range includes 80 non-English language original productions from outside the U.S. And drumroll please. The 90th Academy Awards airs this Sunday. Once regarded as the most drawn out, boring award show in the history of America, this year is expected to be politically charged, filled with Me Too hashtags. The show may actually be more enter entertaining than some of the Best Picture nominees. Obviously, we'll be watching yeah. Who Takes the Crown, Three Billboards, Get Out, The Shape of Water. I can tell you it's not going to be Logan <laughs> or Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, the Oscars air this Sunday at 5 p.m. on ABC, hosted by late-night funny man Jimmy Kimmel. And to wrap the haps up, Groot, you are the father. James Gunn <laughs> takes a Twitter to set the record straight. Baby Groot is the son of Groot. <laughs> Mind blown. That is one incredibly sad family tree. Hey! And that's the haps. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Wow, Matt. That was awesome. I've never heard you talk like that before. <laughs> it just came out of me. Nothing was written down. <laughs> you ad-libbed all of that. That was amazing. All right. So the first thing you mentioned was Infinity War coming out a week earlier. I think I am personally super stoked because I have to wait one week less. And that to me is amazing. I don't know. But why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? I think it's for money, <laughs> to be brutally honest. <laughs> Publicity. Publicity, perhaps. And I know I read that 
usually these movies come out a little bit earlier in, you know, like Asia or England, Europe and stuff. They usually come out a little bit before. So maybe it's one of those things where it's this movie has so much, you know, writing on it with spoilers and stuff that perhaps the, the filmmakers themselves, you know, uh, the Russo brothers were like, hey, you know, let's just release it all at once so it doesn't get spoiled for yeah. the U.S. audiences. Oh, I think yeah. you're exactly That's right because they're just changing the date in the U.S. and they're keeping all the foreign theatrical releases the same April 27th. So everyone's going to be able to experience this amazing comic book movie all at the same time and talk about it. And you're totally right. You're spot on with the spoilers. But I do have a couple theories about why they might have moved it. Um, I think for one, they're going to have an extra week to promote the Han Solo movie, which is going to be May 25th. So mm-hmm. that kind of gives them another push to like, you know, do their whole marketing strategy for that movie. Yeah. And then they also I think they also want to separate that movie uh, between Deadpool because Deadpool comes out mid-May. Um, and they probably want to take some of those viewers away from the Deadpool crowd and so they can get more butts and seats during the Infinity War before that. So mm-hmm. that could be another theory because I know Deadpool is probably going to make, you know, 150 to 200 million dollars but who knows yeah Yeah. what do you guys think about the earlier release sam i just want to point out before i get into this that i knew about this before any of you guys (laughs) i know she dropped the news news to everyone to even to other people who like marvel and i was very impressed with myself for being so on it today yeah good job sam thank you thank you thank you you for informing us um, so happy you're I probably would have found out like later on the day and told you guys like, hey guys, guess what? It's coming out a week earlier. And you're like, you guys are like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was a brilliant marketing strategy that probably was in the works from the beginning, you know. And I, I agree with the rest of it. But it was it was cute the way they did it in that really like pre-planned conversation. Oh yeah. Can you tell us really, about it? Like, Can you describe quaint. it? <laughs> I forget how it started, but uh, I think Robert Downey Jr. was like, hey, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this earlier and they're like with your friends and they like tagged everyone had this cute little gif yeah all the other actors. and he's like yeah and also with the entire u.s <laughs> <laughs> and they're like okay cool and then they you know they revealed that it was coming out earlier but it was cute and it's a good way to build hype around a movie when they've already been hyping it up for so long so it sort of like revives people's interest in it a little closer to the date because that's like really soon i just realized <laughs> it's no longer february yeah totally. so oh, yeah. it's smart moves yeah, and it's so easy to spoil movies nowadays if you release it on different times. It's already on Twitter before people are even done with the movie because they're <laughs> tweeting during the movie. Yeah. And then as soon as you get on the internet, it's spoiled for you. So I mm-hmm. think it's a good idea to keep those spoilers out of the mix. I'm a little bummed, though, because the original date was the date of my wedding. And I was really hoping <laughs> I I that was wondering about I could that. see Star or, or see uh, Avengers on my wedding day instead of the ceremony. <laughs> Do you think they took it off May fourth because it's such a Star Warsy date? Like they didn't want to. Yeah, like they put probably the they, two together. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. They probably want to do a big Han Solo push on May the fourth or something, and yeah. just have that week just to focus on that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. And wait, I have another question. Wait, don't press the don't press the pause button, Matt. Don't push that button. Um, uh, I was thinking of like global events, like the Olympics that just happened. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like this is something that is worth like doing as a global event? Like, it's something that I don't know. Like, is it big enough deal for people? To I see think so. Worth? I mean, especially with like the success of like Black Panther, and then it's it was like a totally like cultural phenomenon, right? So you're getting everyone around the globe that's like having an eye on Marvel Studios. So I think it's a good thing. It's totally going to be a global event. Everyone's going to go come out to the theaters and the masses and experience this. 10 year culmination of Marvel Studios together. So 
I'm looking forward to it for one. It just gave me a million dollar idea. Infinity Wars on ice. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. That's probably yeah. the only way I'll see it. Disney, yeah. <laughs> it could yeah. happen. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> Guys, continuing the talk on superheroes and stuff, it was announced, as Matt said, that Kristen, Kristen Wiig is going to play the villain in uh, the next Wonder Woman. What do y'all, what do y'all think? Love y'all it. Think? Love I Kristen love Kristen Wiig. Wiig. She's the best. Yeah. I think she can do anything she sets her mind to. I think so, too. And we haven't seen her for a while, so I'm hoping that she does a really good job. Mm-hmm. And I think she will. I think it's weird. I don't like the choice. What? I think it's, I think it's Get weird. out. Leave. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a very unconventional choice for Warner Brothers to pick exactly. a comedian like Kristen Wiig uh, to to go up against Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, because I, for one, I don't see Kristen Wiig as a threat. I mean, I love Kristen Wiig. I love everything that she does. She's an amazing comedian and a good actress in dramas that she do, she does. But I don't see her at all in a superhero movie. All right, hold up, hold up. Did anyone think that Jim Carrey could go against Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine for a serious role? No, <laughs> and he was spectacular. It's true. That's that's a good point. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Warner Brothers sees something in Kristen Wiig that obviously I'm like I'm not seeing, or some other people that don't You're agree with this choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't see her as like a big threat going up against Gal Gadot because I just see her as like a goofy like actress. I mean, I've seen her as like the target lady on <laughs> SNL, and I'm going to see her as like a super enhanced being yeah. who has the powers of a cheetah god. Like, come on, get out of here. Have you seen know. that movie with her and Ben Stiller? I forget what it's called. The one where they oh. travel. There's not very many words said. I know. Uh, <laughs> the one where he's like jumping in the billboard. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I haven't seen that she was, That's a serious role Walter, for her. Walter oh, Mitty, yeah. The Secret yeah. Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. That's like more of a serious role for her. It yeah. seems like she is trying to transition into serious role and it can be done. Like uh, another thought is George Clooney when he wanted to go from pretty boy to serious. He teamed up with the Coen brothers and everyone was like, George Clooney, mm-hmm. he's just a pretty boy. Yeah. But now he's considered a serious actor. So it could I, it could be a good move for her career if she is going that direction. Yeah, I think she's definitely able to do it. At first I had the same initial reaction as Matt and I was like, oh no, like I'm just going to see her as, you know, great SNL cast person. But obviously she's, she's more than, yeah, yeah, she's top five she SNL is. for sure. Um, but you know, like Danielle said, like all these other actors, like say, remember when they announced Heath Ledger as the Joker? People were like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. lame. You I know, don't that. Um, th- it was a similar kind of like, why? You know, he was in what's the movie Ten Things I Hate About or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, like all these kind of like, yeah, then. yeah, but like he was a good dramatic actor, but like they didn't see him as an imposing kind of like villain character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point. Else? Even even Michael Keaton when he yeah, was first Michael cast Keaton, as Batman, exactly. They were like, this guy's Beetlejuice. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what? How is he going to be Batman? You know, and so very short-sighted of those people. Right? Yeah. So there is the chance. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so when I when I did research though on the character of the cheetah of the person that she's playing, like the the villain is literally just like a humanoid like cheetah. And if I see Kristen Wiig, totally see that. If I see Kristen Wiig in that outfit, I'm just gonna like not take it seriously for some reason. Wonder Woman I, has moments of comedy. Yeah. That's true, but I don't know. It's probably just Kristen Wiig. I'm ready. Yeah. Who do you think would be a better fit to play this? Yeah. Uh, like someone like an Emma Stone or like no, no, absolutely not. I don't know. <laughs> I think she'd be cool. an older actor. I think than Emma Stone. Meryl Streep. Yeah, <laughs> not, not that old. <laughs> just someone who can make that good, like dramatic turn. I don't know. I don't know. I, Kristen I Wiig is totally Kate capable. I just think good. it's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Too British. 
little yeah. too British. Too British for that? I don't know. <laughs> I say bring it on. I'll watch Natalie it. Portman? I love you, she Natalie. Would be a, good, <laughs> a good one. All right, guys. Let's switch from movies to Netflix. Something that we all watch. I think we all have Netflix accounts. We all love it. Amazing shows. Uh, Matt, you mentioned that they're coming out with 700 in 2018, this year. So they've probably already put out like a bunch. They've probably already got like 100 out there yeah, we don't even know of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is amazing. This is all original content. Netflix, of course, was known for just, you know, movies that have been out. But now their focus is totally on original stuff. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm excited because I'm going to watch all the stuff that comes out. So I'll have like a week of things to do. <laughs> it gives you something to do for sure. I want them to bring back Girl Boss and then I'll be okay with it. Mm. <laughs> is my favorite show, guys. Oh, yeah, that was only for one season, right? I know. It was oh. so good, though. Some of their other stuff has lived on for no reason. Yeah. I think it's pretty overwhelming for me. I mean, 700 shows in a year, that's crazy. I mean, I can't even keep up with all the Netflix original shows that are on right now. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch all of it um, within a year. <laughs> I think it's kind of a numbers game for them, right? Because well, not all of them are going to be good. They're just going to pull the best ones. I was just going to say, I hope it's not like a quality versus quality kind of argument. Quantity. But quantity, quantity. Quantity, <laughs> quantity versus quality. They're two different things. Too, sorry. <laughs> quality versus quantity. Because I think... I think they're going to be trying to compete with Disney's streaming service that's going to be coming out in a couple mm-hmm. of years. So that's probably like the main motivation for trying to get out all these shows to yeah. like build some hype around it. So yeah. there's going to be like comparable competition. Um, yeah, Disney has tons of obviously original stuff that they have on there. With a cult following. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's next year, right? 2019? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're definitely gearing up. They're they're uh, spending, what is it? What's the amount? $8 billion on this original programming. That's crazy. I thought it was two. Insane. Eight billion, eight billion on oh, the production oh, on the and marketing stuff. was two billion. Yeah, and then marketing, they're doing an additional two billion dollars. Ten billion dollars. I think where did they get that money? <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, they yeah. did raise prices on us, so how maybe many, that's, that's why. True. I want to know how many subscribers Netflix has like currently. Just they don't release that, do they? Just like they don't no. release their streaming yeah. numbers. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, never gonna know. And it's what like twelve bucks a it's month. Twelve dollars now, yeah. now yeah, I think, just for streaming. Yeah, it's Crazy. still relatively inexpensive compared mm-hmm. to like cable, and some people use that just as an alternative. But I think it gives a lot of shows a, a really good chance at like seeing the light of day in a setting that's not like at risk of getting canceled right away. You know, because networks tend to cancel it like pretty soon. Yeah, or sooner. So I think Danielle alluded to it a little before we started recording, like all the things, like like more like not amateur people, but like smaller production people and uh directors writers and stuff could get involved mm-hmm. like your friend. getting more jobs yeah. yeah tons of actors getting more jobs and i think they're making themselves indispensable because whoever doesn't have a netflix account they're going to start watching something because their friends watching it and then they're going to have to get an account and then everyone yeah. in the entire world is going to have an account so i think they're trying to pos- position themselves to be ahead of disney and ahead of everything really all the cable networks everything so this is how they do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our trusty audience member just sent me some of the numbers. <laughs> Yay, Mel! Um, <laughs> so 2017, Thanks, Mel. Uh, there were 54.75 million subscribers just in the U.S. for Netflix. Wow, that's great. That's an incredible number. That's insane. That's so insane. that's where all the money's coming yeah. from. <laughs> do you think though? What do you guys think of 
of all the money being spent, you guys will be watching. We'll be checking yeah, it out. I watch almost. I watch a lot of their content. I me mean, too. they send me push alerts, and I'm like, I'll check it yeah. out. And I have friends like you guys and other friends too that are like, Oh, have you seen this show? Have you seen this show? And it's oftentimes stuff that's not necessarily recommended to mm-hmm. me, you know. So it's yeah. like, I eventually hear about other stuff. I'm actually finding it like more of a struggle to find shows that I like because there's mm-hmm. so many it's shows oversaturated a lot. Yeah, I'm wondering it's, if it's becoming it's, too oversaturated selection like you know it's hard to hard to decide unless you hear from a friend about something i i did think a year ago if i picked a netflix original then it was going to be good by default and now i find that it's like half and half Mm -hmm. i have the same thing they're not all winners yeah yeah and you it's it's an investment when you look at a show because you know you're going to be streaming it for hours so you need to find a show that is particular to your types of interest and what you like so that's why i always have a really hard time like finding something that i do like um who would have thought though like netflix would be (laughs) like like outpacing like all these like streaming services i mean like i thought blockbuster was like up and coming but like (laughs) (laughs) netflix was like so good at like adapting to like um what's happening you know with like streaming and getting stuff online and i just think it's an amazing phenomenon that we're seeing not only that but not it's not even adapting it's like thinking ahead you know like Mm -hmm. they were doing house of cards like before anyone even before when people were like can we have more movies and they're like "Mm, no we're gonna do original programming you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) like could you expand your movie collection but no yeah we're Mm -hmm. gonna do shows are you guys watching any netflix originals right now I'm watching the Gilmore Girls Netflix originals. Nice. They're actually really good. I like them more than people thought. Everyone was like, you're going to hate these. And I was, I was <laughs> like, seriously, everyone told me they were like, these are the worst. You're going to hate them. And I was, I actually really like them. So did you watch all the originals and then the Netflix? Yeah, ones? there was no like break for me. For a lot of people it was like, I just like them because of nostalgia. And I was yeah. like, there's no nostalgia. I'm trying to get through this <laughs> as fast as possible. Yeah. But they're really good. I like them a lot. I'm catching up on all the comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that yeah. they didn't start one. on Netflix, though. It started no, on just, just on, on the like Internet. A, yeah, yeah, web yeah, series. Web yeah. Series. yeah. Yeah, they're I love really good though. Yeah, they're, they're so with Seinfeld. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. I'm watching. I just started watching Ugly Delicious, and mm. then before that, I was what? What's the one with David Letterman? Needs no introduction. Oh, yeah, oh is yeah. that been good? Keep, it's really good. Oh, it makes me miss I, David I Letterman a lot. Like a, he was, he was my favorite on TV. And it sucked that he left, but now he's back. And there's only two episodes right now. Yeah, it's they're the really Barack long Obama. Mm-hmm. They're like an hour and a half, maybe. Oh wow! Uh, and the next, the second one that I just watched was the George Clooney one, which was, and they're both really good. They just talk about these people and like their help with like social issues and stuff like that. And it's it's great. And yeah. Danielle? I don't even want to talk about it, and I know that I brought it up, but I'm watching this six part series on the Roosevelts. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Like Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt. What's so it it's called? It's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so nerdy. It's called The Roosevelt's and Intimate History. And it's, I've never seen that on my I know, Netflix. and it's there. How did you stumble upon this? Was um, it, did it pop up on your... Do you yeah, watch just, The Crown? Like, how did this get recommended to you? Yeah. No, I, I'm not... I think it was like, are you, you find a this? total geek? <laughs> and you're you like, like Stranger yes. Things, and <laughs> You are a total loser. Check these out. Do you have no friends except for your podcast? <laughs> yeah, so it... <laughs> I bet it was because you watched that Roger whatever... 
one. Get me Roger Stone. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I have like been watching. Yeah, I think so because I have been watching a lot of political stuff lately. Yeah, Netflix so I think originals. That's probably why. Yeah, and um, it's it's just really good. Also, if you need like a lulling sound to get you to sleep, it's. <laughs> That's what I look for from my shows. Yeah. <laughs> Something to put me right to bed. <laughs> it's throw on good for that too. Special and catch some Z's. <laughs> All right. Back to movies. Black Panther. What a phenomenon. Still going on one week later. It's making, I don't know what the official amounts are because I didn't get to do that research right before I started talking. <laughs> I think it was I think it was 700 million total. 700 million and, just, gr- and growing. Just domestically. And I think a lot of the, the money it's making now are just from repeat viewings of the movie. But anyway, I wanted to talk about it or mention Black Panther because they're donating a million dollars to um, STEM programs at the Boys and Girls Club in America. Which is amazing, and it's it's cool because it's a a nod to what's happening in the movie. Spoiler alert: at the end, they open up a thing for Boys and Girls, or not Boys and Girls Club yeah. of America, but it was kind of something something on that um, a youth center, yeah, something on that uh, similar note. But but yeah, I think that's amazing. I'm a little disappointed that it's only a million dollars, considering they've they're making so much money. You know, like come on, Disney, <laughs> you can't be paying all those people that much money you could you could fork over a little bit more so hopefully something happens where more money could be doing i mean a million dollars is not a little amount of money but like i said considering the amount of money that it's made um i think they could uh, you know drop a few more million somewhere else i think it's i think it's great i mean it's better than nothing right i mean i don't know what other right. like marvel movies has like done like a donation like that yeah and i'm sure they'll be donating more when like infinity war comes out and making trillions of dollars mm-hmm. so yeah that I, overall it's great news yeah i wanted to say that that's awesome and and just like the effect that it's had on people we watched this thing on jimmy fallon's show the tonight show was that yeah a couple nights show. ago mm-hmm. Um, of just people talking about what the movie meant to them. And I thought it was such like a cool moment. And I don't know if you, Sam or Matt. Yeah, I was, I was really touched by it. I mean, because first of all, they had Chadwick Boseman and Jimmy Fallon behind the curtain as these people were telling, um, it was like a movie poster about what like the movie meant to them. Yeah. And then Chadwick Boseman would like come surprise him. And like, <laughs> like everyone was like crying like yeah. as they would see him, like so cool. approach him and hug him. And it was like really awesome. Yeah, I cried a lot. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I really cried a lot. It was very, really sweet. I like the one with the mom and the kid. Yes, the, that kid. the kid's face really was, kid was like, like he was in disbelief. Yeah. He, was he was like, literally like this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> T'Challa. <laughs> All right, guys. Pretty sure Black Panther will get an Oscar nomination for 2019. But let's concentrate on this year's Oscars, which are only days away. Um, Best Picture nominees. I think I've seen most of the movies. Uh, the only one that I didn't see probably was, uh, uh, what's it? Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that one. Um, guys, what are you guys looking forward to in the Oscars this year? <laughs> oh, I'm not really looking forward Sound to pause. the Oscar award show because it's always kind of a boring show and it's like over way like. It's like it doesn't need to be three hours, it's like, um, but it always goes over, so it's usually like four hours. Yeah, and, and then that I, time you're like, I always get so upset when they start speeding up all the speeches and not giving it's everyone like, just their speed moment. Speed up the other parts of the yeah. show. Yeah, like the parts I know, that don't count. Yeah, 
<laughs> like I don't really care about like like the documentary short film stuff. I mean, it's cool and like they obviously should get acknowledged, but I'd rather just have them do like a two hour show focusing on like best picture and then best actor, actress, all that stuff. But yeah, I haven't, I've seen like maybe half of these movies, um, not all of them, but I'm still trying to watch three billboards. Apparently that's supposed to be the, the top contender for best picture. And you guys have seen that movie. So yeah, it's really good. I mean, Francis McDormand, you can't beat her. I'm, I'm rooting for that one. Um, that would probably be my top choice in this list, to be honest. And then probably if it's between the post and Lady Bird, probably the post, honestly, probably the post only Mm -hmm. because it's a lot more relevant to the times than Lady Bird is, I would say. Um, Lady Bird is kind of more of a feel good story and the post is really important right now for journalism. Um, What do you think, Bobby? Um. When I saw the post, I really liked it, but then it kind of just faded out of my memory as weird as that's, I don't mean that in a mean way, but like, I just kind of like, I watched it and I appreciated it, but it didn't stick with me the way other, the other movies I saw did like three Mm -hmm. billboards that way stuck with me. Get out has been stuck with me since last year. I think it, when it came out, um, all the other ones too, but yeah. (laughs) I'm just really hoping that there's another mix up. Again. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Warren Beatty is not invited. No. <laughs> <laughs> it but it's like an awkward mix-up, like maybe. But that made for like such an entertaining show itself. Yeah, you know? I think like, it was a publicity stunt. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. I think I it was all planned. No, that yeah, person lost their job. I believe. Yeah, the one no still planned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to fire him. <laughs> I uh, I like the musical performances. Speaking on those the are actual, the most important. Yeah, yeah. those are. Their most entertaining parts. Yeah. Um, and then there was this one year, a few years ago, where they did a montage of just all these like really cool moments. It's probably, I think it was, they used Coldplay's Lovers in Japan. And I don't know if you guys know that song, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's a really good Coldplay yeah. song. Um, they used that song and they had a lot of just like, you know, like scenes of like love stories and stuff. And it was really well put together. And I remember appreciating that a lot. That's just something I keep thinking about. And I wanted to find it on YouTube but I can't probably because of uh, rights and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I always like watching the opening monologue and how like the comedian handles like, cause they always, it's always kind of political. And obviously this is one of the biggest years in Hollywood with all the backlash with me too. And fallout with like Harvey Weinstein, who's been like, you know, like an Oscar, like main contender, like for years, not a main contender, but like he's been dominating his company. The Weinstein company has had so many Oscar films. It's going to be very interesting this year just to see how Jimmy Kimmel is going to be handling that. Um, yeah. Did you hear that they have a someone put a, an artist put up a statue of Harvey Weinstein? Oh yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, like nearby yeah. of I think he's in a, like a bathrobe or something. To <laughs> it's totally like make his casting of, couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. To kind of you know still bring light to what's going on and yeah. continually going on. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the Oscars in general, <laughs> <laughs> despite all that. <laughs> Okay, and now it's time for our fun segment, and the Oscar goes to. This is a moment in your real life where you would earn an Oscar nomination because the moment was just so dramatic or you did something so over the top that when the Oscar played your little section in the awards, (laughs) this would be your moment. I didn't explain that very well. Okay, so Sam... (laughs) Okay. Sam's a world traveler. 
<laughs> Thanks, Danielle. <laughs> My context is appreciated. Um, so about a year ago, I went to Peru for the first time, and we flew directly in from San Diego, which is sea level, to Cusco, which is at like 12,000 feet. And that's like, I don't usually go up that high unless I'm hiking. <laughs> So like it was it's a struggle to breathe at those altitudes. But one it was a very action packed trip. And one day we decided on like three hours of sleep because we're coming from another trip that we were going to hike Rainbow Mountain. So it's like a four hour drive away from Cusco. So we weren't like awake to experience the altitude difference because we were driving up even higher. So we woke up, we got out of the van and we're like, whoa, (laughs) you cannot breathe here. And you're because you start at like about 14,000 feet and it's like it's like really hard to breathe. Like the oxygen level is like you're at like nine percent oxygen in the air or or like six. I don't know. It's like some absurd amount where you can't breathe. So immediately I was like, I'm going to I can't do this hike. Like I can't even walk to the end of the road. (laughs) So (laughs) I hired a horse to help me hike up the mountain. (laughs) I was like. I need assistance. <laughs> I'm not physically fit to do this. <laughs> um, and the funny part was that, like, the hike itself was not like that strenuous. <laughs> it was like, it's like up a hill, then you're walking straight for like a long time, just on flat land, and then you really start to like ascend a lot faster. And the horse was not allowed to take you up the sense because it was also getting tired of carrying you. Uh, (laughs) So like you're just like what you're like when I was on the horse, I seriously felt like I was going to pass out. Like I was like I was like dozing. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, guys. (laughs) And then I was like literally like my friend and I, we would we were walking up the hills and we were like, this isn't even that hard. But like every five steps we were like, whew. We can't do this. (laughs) And then like when you're going to the top of Rainbow Mountain, there's like a final ascent that's like the steepest part. And it's really high. And like looking back, it is not that high of an ascent. (laughs) It's really not that bad. But it was so much. And eventually I was like so tired. And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And I was just like, I turned to the tour guide. and I was like, I need oxygen. (laughs) Give me the oxygen. They carry like an oxygen tank with them, and I literally, I used an oxygen tank to climb like a hundred feet. Oh my gosh, that's pretty dramatic. It was, but I needed it, but it it didn't end up helping because it made it worse. And I was like weaned off it. I was like, give me more. You you became an addict. (laughs) Exactly. You get it. Did you have to tip the horse? I gave him a carrot <laughs> and he had to carry me back down. Oh, well yeah. done, horse. Yeah. <laughs> On Big the way horse. down, they they like they horses dropped you off like right at the bottom, right before the final ascent. And then they like walked back a little. And I was like, don't take them too far. <laughs> I'm going to need that horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's All a good right. moment. I was moment. in college with my roommates chilling on the couch. And from my roommate's perspective, all she sees is me look down at my phone and go, no way, and then start sprinting towards the door and, like, run out the door. What had happened was I ordered a pizza. Oh, my God. I knew it was going to be my pizza. phone. And they said it'll take 45 minutes to get there. It was 10 minutes later, and I got a text saying, your pizza's here. And my reaction was just to look down and go, no way, and just start running out towards the pizza. 
and it was really dramatic for no reason. <laughs> That's super valid, honestly. Your story was a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really short one. Can I do mine? I'm a short yes. one. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I think it was in the early 90s. Uh, it was in Oceanside, California. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> uh, just to give a little context, uh, my sister and I had a friend uh, in our neighborhood. You know, I was probably like seven. My sister's four years younger, so she was like three. <laughs> um, I used to hang out with my sister a lot, and uh, my friend invited me over to go watch uh, Gremlins <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> Uh, this is not dramatic for me, really. <laughs> but what happened was, you know, we just went for it. And, and no. Yeah, we went. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we're going to go watch Gremlins. So we watched Gremlins. It's great. It's funny. Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo or whoever it is in that movie or whatever. The movie ends and then, you know, all right, time to go back home. It's not even that late. It's probably like four in the afternoon. You know, sun's out and everything. <clears throat> And then we noticed like all these police cars all around our neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is weird. I wonder what's going on. And like a helicopter flying over. And I was like, wow, this is weird. I hope, you know, everybody's okay and safe. And I walked down, we walked down the hill towards like our street. And one of my friends, my other friends, who I guess was, a, I don't know where he was, but he saw us and he was like, hey, I found them. I found them. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? So uh, you guys are probably getting the gist of the story, but I didn't tell my parents where my sister and I were going. So uh, that's very thought, dramatic. Yeah, they thought we were lost. Uh, so wow. all that stuff was for us. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was for us. That's Those darn awesome. gremlins. Uh, yeah, it was all the gremlins and my friend's fault. Um, but yeah, and my <laughs> my uh, my friends. <laughs> My friend's uh, mom comes running towards us, like crying, and she just like picks up my sister and just hugs her so tightly. <laughs> yeah, it was like a scene out of a movie when you see that happen, when you see like a missing kid found, and that and is so random. And, yeah, so it wasn't me necessarily as having the dramatic moment, but we, I was the cause <laughs> of it. My mom just like started spanking me in front of all the uh, <laughs> police officers. Oh, wow. Pull down your pants in front of everyone. Yeah, pretty much. It was very embarrassing. Uh, (laughs) And I wasn't allowed to hang out with my friends for (laughs) the longest time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, dramatic moment. That's an Oscar worthy moment. Very dramatic. Mine's mine's really short. Um, My band was playing a show at the office in North Park. It's like a smaller venue. Uh, And there were probably like 50 to like 70 people like crammed in there. So it was a very intimate setting. Uh, and we hadn't like been doing very well on that set at all. Like some of our gear was malfunctioning, so I was already kind of in a bad mood. Um, so we get to the end of our set, um, and I'm—it's a song where I'm playing guitar and doing the synthesizer and adjusting my microphone. And I've only practiced it like the maneuver a few times, like get it right, so everything looks good and it flows. So I'm doing this synth solo. <laughs> Sounds so cool. Whoa. <laughs> so cool, man. I'm doing Do you this like cool. Synth? <laughs> this cool Give him the synthesizer Oscar song. for playing synth well. <laughs> I'm doing this like synth solo on here and I'm trying to balance my guitar at the same time and I turn away to like adjust my guitar pedal and it's literally the last like 15 seconds of the song and when I turn my head back up the microphone hits me like dead right in the, right in the face like in front of everyone and everyone just starts laughing really hard oh, no. and we just ended the gig so shittily but like the, when the mic hit my head it made like the loudest sound ever that like cut through feedback? the entire mix it was like boom. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's literally how the show like ended. So it was super dramatic. I didn't yeah. even bow and I just like ran off stage. Oh man. <laughs> And then, like, the that guy that was going to sign you to a record contract just tore up the <laughs> contract and left. Right in front of me. Yeah. As I was like, crying. F this. <laughs> What's this guy, a head drummer? Yeah. <laughs> Learn to control your mic, buddy. Okay, so out of all those noms, who would win? I would say Sam. Probably well, Sam. Bobby, Whoa. I don't know. I think I it's Bobby. Horse in Peru or Lost Child? <laughs> I think it's a two-way tie between Bobby and Sam. I would say, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'd like to thank, thank the, the Oceanside PD <laughs> for finding <laughs> us. For finding us safe. <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for us. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe us to us. We're on a <laughs> subscribe us. Subscribe us to your favorite podcast. Sounds so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Just subscribe us. Subscribe us. <laughs> We're on iTunes, Google Play, and Danielle's favorite SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Woo! Yay, catch you next time. Bye. 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 Later. Bye. 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 Bye.